Hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of Perfect in Love with John and Kim. I'm John. And here we are, Thursday night, getting to talk at you again. Thanks to all of you who are listening and keep listening week in and week out. As we are now like 20 some odd weeks into this adventure. 26, 26, 27, 24. All oh, those are all 20 numbers somewhere in there. So, how's she doing? Good. How's life? How's the family? Good. How's the family? <laughs> it's called small talk. You ever heard of it? Yeah, but um, my family <laughs> is your family in this house, so. Wow. I didn't I think know. we were going to be all weird about it. Anyway. Full on tacos. Here we are. Yeah, we had tacos at the Chinese restaurant. If you've never done that, I recommend it. It's really good. Actually, I didn't have tacos. I had nachos. Steak nachos. Steak nachos. It was very good. Um, so you brought up something tonight that I think is worth mentioning to give people time to get ready for it before we dive into any other Why sort of topic. On your stomach? A big place for it to sit. You just <laughs> you know, there's no video in this. Nobody would have known. <laughs> Till now. Anyways, I have no idea what I was talking about because you I, weren't. I was. I know, but earlier. the middle of my sentence interrupted the start of yours, and I was about to tell you what you were talking about. <laughs> but now, dozens of people know that my microphone and stand is resting on my stomach. Um, You're welcome. So great, fantastic. <laughs> Woo! Here we go. Anyway, earlier you mentioned that this summer, as we see more people at the camp, um, and maybe even prior to that, we could have some recordings of people talking about how camp, or maybe other things even, have affected them, and share that on the on the podcast. So... Um, some of the people who listen on the regular to this may have interest in participating in that. So, if you think you may or may not be one of those people who is not scared to have your own voice heard, it would likely entail me or Kim or both of us. Um, asking you a few questions about your experience involvement with Bay Shore, um, what it is that you've pulled away from it, what you've seen it do for other people, various things, favorite thing to scream coming down the zip line. I don't know. Woof, woof, woof. woof, woof. Shout out, Matt Shepard. Um, yeah. If you think that may be for you, start thinking about that and, um, Maybe we can make that happen. What we've gathered is that, for one, when we talk about camp, in particular personal stories, um, like when we did the couple episodes around uh, our getting involved and, and what have you, um, it gets about more traffic than just about any other topic that we cover. So some of you like listening to it, so that's good. But two... Um, you know, I, I'm i employed by the camp. You are 
here and it's basically a two for one deal, right? They're, we're involved, we're heavily biased. And so when we say, hey, sign up and come to this camp or this retreat or, or whatever, or sign your kid up, little Susie or little Joey or whatever, um, yeah, it's good. And I can say, hey, this is really awesome. And we've got this, this, and this, and this will happen. And, you know, the cookies are really good, whatever. But, Jesus, I hate cookies. Um, but when it's a story of I was here and this is how Jesus works, this is, this is what God did and moved, this is how the Spirit moved, and this is what it did for me in my life, that's a, a way different impact. And so maybe you can share your story and it can be a part of somebody else making a life-changing decision. Yes, it can. And that'd be neat. Yes, it will be. So off that soapbox, onto something else. Well rehearsed, well talked about and discussed and and outlined and practiced before right now. (laughs) No. Recording live from podcast studio in the upstairs of the old creepy farmhouse but on Miller Street. It's not midnight. It is not yet midnight, no. but it is 7.34, and so if we don't do this well, it could be midnight before we're done. So here goes. For tonight, let me start with this question. Dun, 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 dun. What was... What was what? <laughs> what was what? What was your favorite childhood toy? Uh, if my mom's listening, she's probably screaming it out. But I right, like a toy. I don't know. Okay, what was a childhood toy or thing that you had and liked to play with? Barbies. Alright. Were they all named Barbie? I always wondered that. I Because I nobody had, like, that I knew. I'm sure there were people, there's, like, people who were less fortunate growing up that may or may not be listening to this that are like, I only had one Barbie ever. It wasn't even Barbie. It was the dollar store version of Barbie. It was, you know, Barbara. Whatever. But nobody, nobody really had one Barbie. Yeah. I mean... You probably had... 10 or 17. There's, I mean, we've had, we had toy boxes full of various things. And I feel like I was the weird kid and having like the little handheld electronic hangman game or like. That's pretty cool. Things like hold, that. Hold that back I, up. Tell but, me about that. Yeah. One Christmas we got a little handheld electronic hand, uh, hangman game and. <laughs> like the like like the game that you just play on paper and, and pen and yeah. and there's no and need remember, to involve electronics. A side note for a second, I remember getting in trouble in church one day with it. You because were hanging people in church. Because actually my mom and dad um suggested a few times before we were old enough to really sit through church that my sister and I make an appearance at church service because the church bless them um paid for half of our 
camp expenses to come here to, to Bayshore. So talking about that game, I remember not turning the sound off one time and yeah. in the back pew of church service and it or whatever sound it made. See, you young whippersnapper. Yeah. If you just played a hangman the way it was originally <laughs> intended, you wouldn't have gotten in trouble. Yeah. So how like how big was it? Was it like So like smaller than what a cell phone would be today yeah. had you had a smartphone to play yeah. with. Yeah. Which I'm sure there's a hangman app. I mean no. I remember having a time talking about electronic stuff. The Tamaguchi Tamagotchi thing. Yeah. The little is that am I thinking of the same thing? Is that the little pet thing you had to yeah. keep alive? Mm-hmm. I had one of those. Yeah. I killed that thing like every four days. That doesn't stop you. I'm surprised you kept animals Rude. That's rude. Rude. You're right here in front of God and everybody telling all of them I'm unfit. You are a very good fur baby daddy. Rude. Oh, yeah. But those little things, like you had to like work them out and you had to feed them and you had to like work them out. Like, you know, that really gave a misrepresentation of what it was going to be like owning a dog or a cat. Like, mm-hmm. I've never seen Missy lift weights in my life like that little right. little robot thing yeah. animal did. I'm trying to think. They like, do eat about the same. Talking about Barbies, like, obviously I have skating Barbies and stuff, but I remember a Sabrina the Teenage Witch Barbie, like, that I had. That was, I remember, that just popped in my head. So I remember stuff like that. Because I liked all the 90s kind of TGIF shows. Sabrina like, the Teenage Witch. So it was a Barbie? Like, it was, yeah. Barbie branded. Yep, Sabrina Barbie. Mm-hmm. She's a witch. Yep. Did it come with the... the Talking cat. The sassy cat. Salem. Yeah. I think probably like a plastic cat, yeah. yes. The cat was the coolest part. Anyway. That's cool. Yeah. What was yours? Legos. Oh, yeah. Still is. Still yeah, a growing child. Yeah, we're waiting for your birthday. Legos. Not just uh, the Harry Potter Legos, you guys. Yeah, he about cried when I handed it to him. Because wifey was a slacker so and I was coaching and competing and went, oh crap, your birthday's in a day. And oh crap, on my way home from a competition, I got to stop at Walmart and get him something for his birthday. I didn't even have it wrapped. I handed it to him in the living room, and he like about jumped out of his seat. I didn't think I was getting anything this year. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and I get it. Like my birthday snuck up on you. It fell on I fell on the nineteenth this year, so it was a surprise. <gasps> it was not a surprise. <laughs> I had a competition the day before, so everything just kind of it snuck was, up on me. It was uncharacteristic of you. Yeah. To, yeah. But I will never, ever forget your reaction to that. Fair. So, okay, with that exception being pushed aside of my still having an obsession with Legos um, and old nostalgic things from childhood in general, why do you think you don't still play with Barbies? Or your electronic hangman. 
well, the hangman gang died. That's so, ironic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, and I remember having actually. Did you just misspell stuff too many times and it quit, or? No. Oh, that would have been cool. I remember having like a, an Uno or a Solitaire one too, but anyways, um, that Hangman one's the first one that stuck out to me. But um, I mean, you obviously end up not playing with a lot of that kind of stuff as you grow and mature because you find other interests. And you know, I feel like when we're kids, like we have an imagination. Like with your Barbies, you want them to, you know, go in this cool vacation house or this car, or you want to go to, you know, do all these things. And with your with your Barbies and play life more or less. And like Legos is kind of the same thing too. You use your imagination. I do not use my imagination. I follow the instructions. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) But it's there's those toys to like help you grow and imagine and do different things. It's all right. It's all good. Okay. Um, but I think the a lot of the the toys like that give us the ability to figure out our imagination as kids. Okay. Okay. That's fair. I don't know what answer I expected or was looking for, but I just the thought that kept popping into my head getting ready tonight. Um as we once again established it was Thursday and <laughs> and this was on the agenda of things almost, to do. I think you're trying to make a joke. <laughs> I bet there's somebody laughing out there now, but I try to make jokes and sometimes they're not funny. But sometimes every once in a while I'll get a really good one. Anyway, anyway. um I don't know. For some reason, this just popped into my head is, you know, whatever it is and whatever economic status you grow up in or, I don't know, you know, however much money there is or however privileged you are. I don't, I don't know, I guess, the the words for that. But, you know, whatever it is, as you grow up, all of us have these different, you know, forms of entertainment or things uh, put in front of us to occupy our time as kids. And then I also kind of went back to, you know, how as Christians we're always told that, you know, we're, we're to go to Christ-like children. Um, I don't know. I So it just kind of made me think of, you know, what purpose those toys play in shaping us. And then what are those things we're supposed to put away and and not have be a part of us at a certain point, and then what characteristics of being a child are, are supposed to stay. Yeah. So, you know, we we put away the Barbies, and eventually maybe I'll put away the Legos. Hot Wheels cars? The Hot Wheels cars, or the, you know, the, the you know, there's these days it's video games, and, and I had those two growing up, but, um, you know, there's some people that never put those away. So, you know, what... What are those, you know, those get put away, but what is it about how we play with those or how we learn from those that we're supposed to hang on to? Yeah, that's what she does. Mm -hmm. Well, and it goes back to, you know, the imagination and the things that, like, 
those things are they form us as as you know um, young individuals um a lot of nostalgia obviously when we talk about different things like that like you were just talking about video games i remember playing like spyro and tetris on like the original playstation and things like that you remember that kind of stuff and i think like taking this back to like our our walk or you know anything like that with faith like your um, baby steps or baby things that you remember like when you're first a christian or anything like that like you remember that stuff and you come back to the the feeling that you know this is how this moment or this thing made me feel and there's a little bit of nostalgia and then um you kind of reflect back on that as you as you grow and even if you you know change interests or things are different or you mature out of different things or you know um find things that you like that you didn't before or vice versa like there's a little bit of uh you know, formation in, in that. Yeah, okay. I get that. And, you know, you, you talked a lot about the imagination and things that made me think, like, there there was that. There was playing with the Legos. That was, you know, whether it was cousins around or, or my, you know, my sister and, um, you know, some of the, the close kind of like sibling friends that would be, you know, kids of my mom's friends or, or whatever where you would, I don't know, like, I feel like you learn a lot of, or no, not learn, maybe. You start practicing what you see in terms of how to socialize, how to talk and how to treat people and do things like that. Yeah. So whether it was Barbies or Legos or or even with Hot Wheels or whatever else, like it. It's a social thing, too. Right. Yeah. And, you know there's kind of, there's no limits to socializing within that when you're, you're playing in things. And it's not, you know, when you grow up and you get older, you know, whether it's through work or it's through, you know, a skating club or a team or a, a sports thing or some sort of other social engagement, right? There's kind of real life at stake. And so you're talking about real actual lives. And I feel like you Sometimes we, we put away what we learned as kids in terms of that socializing and we behave in a certain manner. Maybe as Christians, we're supposed to hang on to some of that and, and remember some of that, you know, that silliness or that freedom to just be whoever. Yeah, I never thought about, I never really thought about it like that, so yeah, I see your point. I mean, you were never like a stressed out, overtired, you know, hungry, anything when you were, you know, pretending to be something, you know, whether it was with Legos or, or whatever, anything you were playing growing up. I, I imagine nobody was, Yeah. you know. Yeah. And I think we've talked about like lately, I mentioned to you like, I'm trying to get back into my painting, you know, painting, and we've been going to a couple movies and things, we watch movies here at home, like, to just kind of remove ourselves and put us into a, a space that um, allows us to do that again, I think, as adults, and that's kind of the escape that we find, but as we're kids, you know, when we're kids, we find that in playing, or we find that with, you know, Barbies and Legos and the, all these things, we, 
mentioning. But I think as adults, we you're right, we tend to push back away from that. And so you have to find that again as an adult. So I think for us, it's been, you know, putting ourselves into a different scenario or like immersing ourselves into a movie or a book or, you know, and I when I paint, it's a completely different world, you know, and sometimes we have to remove ourselves. And I think like we talked about um, just finding peace with our soul. And I think a lot of that kind of stuff's helped us lately. Yeah, I, I did just think of another thing, too, that I think, I don't know, it kind of pivots a little bit, but it's tied. So I remember probably when I was like, hmm early teenager, maybe preteen, like that 10 to 13-ish range, um, the neighbors got a trampoline. And, you know, myself and um, a couple of my friends and the neighbor boys and the other, you know, kids in the area or whatever, um, were all into, at the time, it was WWF, I think, still, but the WWE, the, the pro wrestling, all the fake stuff you see on TV. That was like the coolest thing at that particular time. And the funnest thing to do on the trampoline was, you know, you'd play wrestling, you know, wrestling or whatever. And, you know, the thing that we all had figured out right away was it would be, you know, sometimes arguing, but usually getting along of, you know, taking turns, which wrestler we were going to portray, right? You know, there there was The Rock, and there's The Undertaker, and there's Stone Cold Steve Austin, all these different wrestlers. Now, how many people could be The Rock at the same time? All of them. No. There's only one Rock, right? Yeah. So only one person could be The Rock. It wouldn't, it wouldn't be realistic or anything. You, you can't do it like that. So, you know, if somebody else was The Rock, you would have to be, you know, The Undertaker or, or somebody else. That's The Rock, honey. Maui didn't exist yet. Anyway, right? Everyone knew, like, everyone had a different part to play. And we were all part of that game. We are all on the trampoline. And, and, and so we would do that until somebody got hurt. And we'd all run inside and hope we didn't get in trouble. But... And the same thing, you know, if you if you ever played pickup baseball or a bunch of, you know, kids from the area or friends or for anyone really young listening, we used to go outside and play. It was a thing. But anyway, you know, you couldn't everyone couldn't be the pitcher. Everyone couldn't play first base or third, you know, only one person could at a time. You had to go play different roles in different spots. You know, you and I were both in plays and musicals. How many people could play the same spot as the be the same spot in the play as you nobody nobody just you right because all the other spots had to get filled too otherwise it doesn't happen it doesn't work right so my question is this how come when we become adults we struggle so much with accepting being put in different spots in different places because we don't like change Okay, but I mean, how come we're not always content with accepting that being put in a particular position at a particular time is where God's putting us and that it's yeah. to make all the pieces work? Yeah, because I think sometimes we want it to be our way. Mm. 
so that's really hard when we and i'm guilty i know you are too yeah like and i'm we're not the only ones to where this is what i want this is what i where i need to be this is what i want to do and so sometimes if it doesn't go that way it poses some some challenges and the thing is is what happens when we don't accept that is we're still not you know if we if there's a spot that we're supposed to be in right now and we don't accept that and we don't take it and we don't play ball, we don't play nice with everyone else, we're still not happy because that doesn't mean we're going to fall into that spot we had in our way, our head, that was going to be right. So by not participating, we're not any happier. And the rest of the team, the group, the job, the whatever, isn't working right either because the spot that you were supposed to be in is vacated. Vacated. Or somebody who's not supposed to be there has to fill in and do it. Right. Um, I'm staring at a bracelet right now that um, got at a retreat I spoke at this winter. Um, my buddy Don, Donnie. Uh, and it says, we are better together. And it's in reference to Romans, which Romans chapter 12, verse something. I'm not sure if I'm going to start. Uh, therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to, to test and approve that God's will is his good, pleasing, and perfect will. For by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment, in accordance with the faith God has distributed to each of you. For just as each of us has one body and many members, and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ we, though many, form one body, and each member belongs to the all the others. We have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith, if it is serving, then serve. If it is teaching, then teach. If it is to encourage, then give encouragement. If it is giving, then give generously. If it is to lead, do it diligently. If it is to show mercy, do it cheerfully. I don't know. That was for me more than anybody. If you're listening and that helped, great. Good for you. I needed that tonight, I guess. Um, and I think we all learn that and naturally understand that as kids. And that's why God tells us to come to him as children, because children have it figured out better than us adults do. Yeah. Well, you have Emma on her phone, then she can figure it out before we can. (laughs) (laughs) Emma's our uh, six-year-old niece, and Camden and Peyton, our nephews, the same. Like, you can hand them electronic. We we used to be that, or I used to be that. I don't know if you used to, but my mom would say, hey, I can't figure this out on a computer, come fix it. But I think like the, the kids now are are better at that than we are. All right, now that we sound 100 years old, let's pray. Lord, help us. The world's busy, crazy, and we know less every day. Um, help us to just be like we were when we were kids. and uh, But to do it with eyes on you and to run after you like like a child would after their father help us to have the imagination of a child and the eyes of a child 
And for anyone listening that doesn't know you and doesn't know what that's like or that we need that and that the ultimate and, and worst thing that we could ever experience in this world or in eternity is separation from you, Father. Help them to know how to prevent that, how to stop that. Spend an eternity with you. Also, spring could be here tomorrow. That would be cool, too. In your name, Lord. Amen. It's funny that you prayed for that today. I can't wait until I'm just Sorry to you to hear bad news. <laughs> you bad news bearer. Yeah. Friends, thank you. We love you. Um, we want to hear from you. So hit us up on Facebook or Instagram or Spotify, Apple, whatever. However, just talk to us. Let us know what's going on. Let us know how we can pray for you. Uh, let us know what you want to hear. Um, maybe there's a particular scripture or a book in the Bible, a story, something that we can dive into, let us know. Um, or, you know, we'll keep talking about toys and ice cream and pizza and chips and, and whatever. Um, otherwise, we will talk to you again next week. Good night. Later, all. <laughs>